We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alert for June 15th, 2020. Uh, just some, just as a reminder, and I know I've went over these before, but Bible verses about corrupt governments. Okay. Psalm 9420, you've heard me say this one a lot. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth, frameth mischief by a law. And no more in the history of this country has this verse ever been more applicable. Because it is absolutely the norm now. There's no justice. Equity cannot enter, as the Bible talks about in Isaiah. Because there's no true judgment. There's no true justice in the land. And in that particular environment, according to the book of Isaiah, God withdraws his hand from that society. It says he, he just withdraws his hand. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't protect his remnant or cannot protect his remnant. But overall, what you're seeing is a withdrawing of the hand of God over this country is what it appears to be i mean unless i see something moving us in a different direction but as things continue to, to degenerate i can only come to that conclusion the kjv translates the word for frameth as fashion form or make and then it also translates the root word for the word mischief in the following manner iniquity misery painful perverseness sorrow toil travail trouble wearisome wickedness so it's not just, oh, you're this little mischievous devil. No, that's what mischief actually means in the KJV. It's like the whole, the whole. it encompasses all the aspects of wickedness and evil. So this, <clears throat> this wicked evil throne uh, that this, uh, that's established by iniquity in this country has framed or formed or fashioned this wickedness by a law. I mean, all of these these parameters that these National Guardsmen and these police had to abide by, that's framing mischief by a law. You know? Where if it's wicked, it's good, and if it's good, it's evil. That's the norm now. And one of them that call evil good and good evil is what the Bible says. Psalm 94:21. they gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. Proverbs 29, 4, the, the king by judgment established the land. Meaning a just king by just judgment establishes the land we don't have that in america though we haven't had that and who knows when but he that receiveth gifts overthroweth it bribes which is guaranteed the norm blackmail bribes you name it the love of money is the root of all evil that's the norm and that's a big reason why we have degenerated into what america is becoming and, and will become unfortunately ecclesiastes 5 8 if thou seest the oppression of the poor and violent perverting of judgment. Now, we don't mean hypocritical judgment where you judge the speck in your brother's eye and you have a beam in your own. Jesus Christ said, judge righteous judgment. And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. This is righteous judgment. This is non-hypocritical judgment. Self-judgment, okay? Um, and judgment, just judgment is a very, very good thing that that um god always talks about is in a positive light in scripture but in ecclesiastes 5 8 it says if thou seest the oppression of the poor in violent perverting of judgment and justice in a province well, what are we seeing now in america 
we are seeing violent perverting of judgment and justice in a province marvel not at the matter for he that is higher than the highest regardeth and there be higher than they and god's in control in other words god is in control doesn't mean we're not supposed to pray and fast and do whatever god leads you to do to educate others and to protect your family uh, but god is in control ultimately proverbs 29 2 when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice i think the, a lot of people are rejoicing right now other than the wicked the wicked are rejoicing sure yeah but not the people in general but when the wicked beareth rule the people mourn well that would be more that i would say the norm now in america Genesis 6.11, which is very, you know, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, right before Jesus comes back. Well, here we are. What was Noah? What was Noah's day like? Because Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, that's the way it's going to be when I, before I come back. Well, the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Genesis 6.11. Yep. Same deal. Only getting worse every day some related reports american these are just different links to different reports americans government believe that the government is corrupt the elite serving only themselves another report reads top 10 ways the u.s is the most corrupt government corrupt country in the world another one 75 percent in the usc widespread government corruption and this is all the love of money which is the root of all evil that has allowed it to get to this point it's not the only factor but it's one of the bigger ones and then the U.S. government is the most corrupt government in history. These are all just different reports you can click on. You can also see my teaching on, which I link here, Romans 13, an unlimited subservience to the government. Where should a Bible-believing Christian draw the line? So I give you all that info. Next report. Collapse of the Democratic-run cities now imminent as truckers say they will refuse delivering to cities with defunded police. Truckers halting service to Seattle and, and any other city that defunds the police. Good for them. American truck drivers are already amongst the, them, are talking amongst themselves about ongoing riots and other troubles in several large cities. And they are refusing to make deliveries into those cities. Trucking service into Minneapolis is halting. Service into Seattle is halting too. Without trucks, food deliveries will not take place. You know what that means. Truckers have very valid reasons not to deliver to lawless places like Minneapolis and Seattle. Here is a scene from a peaceful protest last week that did not end well for the white trucker. The, the black mob, I'm sorry, but they were the ones that were beating him in the end, and it looked like there was about 30 black guys on one white guy who was literally only driving a truck. And I, I guess, I don't know if it was in Minneapolis or Seattle. All he was trying to do is make a delivery okay yanked him out of the cab and um <clears throat> beat him senseless i don't know if he lived or not but you can watch the video it'll make you real real angry um a truck driver dragged out of his vehicle onto the road and attacked by a mob of savages in minneapolis here's the uh link to that there's a twitter pic here the guy did nothing the guy did nothing wrong okay oh he's white that probably was the main thing and he was driving a truck and those are targets uh as cities across the country are discussing defunding or disbanding their police departments truck drivers are voicing concerns of safety 77 percent of the truck drivers say they will refuse to, to deliver freight to cities with defunded police departments 
Truck driving is historically ranked as one of the most dangerous jobs in the country. In 2018, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported truck driving as the most deadly job in the country. Truck drivers have spent the last year on the front line of the global pandemic, even though that's been a uh, farce. But anyway, in the protests now, many are fearful of what might happen if police departments disband or are defunded. Oh, it'll be really fun for the truckers then. Sure. And for society in general. Truck drivers have been voicing their concerns on the CDLL Life app. After reading about their concerns, they they posted a poll on the app, and it said, we asked the drivers on the app, would you pick up or deliver to cities with defunded or disbanded police departments? Why or why not? To date, 77% of the drivers say they will refuse loads to cities with disbanded or defunded police departments. Good for them. Truckers are the lifelines to the cities, bringing food, fuel, medicine, and other essential items into the cities with the artificial constructs that depend on imports just to survive. Sadly, truckers get little little credit for their crucial role in keeping society running. The truckers put their lives at risk when they roll out of democratic-run cities that are collapsing into Black Lives Matter chaos and terrorism. Black Lives Matter is now understood to mean burn, loot, and murder. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. The mad violence, looting, and reparations demands of lunatic left-wing terrorist groups means that trucks full of supplies are among the high-risk targets. Just re- yesterday, the city, of council, the city council of Minneapolis voted to completely disband the, the police department. Yeah, they did it. Completely disbanded. What's, what are you going to put in their place? Who cares? It's just as long as they're gone. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll have some satanic. Black Lives Matter and Tifa maybe and community policing or whatever they say we literally we are we are we this country is falling every day once implemented this will plunge minneapolis into a third world scenario of lawlessness and total chaos which will be like seattle then perhaps making ilhan omar the devil muslim feel right at home as she successfully brings the lawlessness of her home country to america oh yeah that was the goal all along destroy america She's a Muslim. Kill all the infidels. Most Americans aren't Muslims. Kill them. Let them suffer. Minneapolis, with an enormous number of um, Muslim Muslims from Somalia, is now ranked the number one radical Islamic terrorist recruitment city in America. Yep, and that's where she's from. That witch devil that married her own brother. Islamic scum. That's who we have running the governments in these big cities. Scum like her. That's the new normal. As I wrote in January of this year, it's in an important story that warned about a super supply chain crisis hitting American cities. There's a link to that report. Radical left-wing domestic terrorism groups such as Antifa routinely stage physical assaults on Trump supporters across America. Using deadly weapons and mob violence to commit acts of intimidation against their political opponents. The idea that these Radical left-wing groups might quickly escalate their tactics into citywide chaos, murder, mayhem, is no stretch of the imagination. This seems to be their plan. Yes, I wrote that this in January, so I don't believe so don't believe those that say nobody saw this coming. We saw this coming. Without truckloads full of goods, every city collapses into total chaos within ninety-six hours. By defunding or abolishing the police, radical left-wing Democrats or Democrats are deliberately pushing their own cities toward collapse and the chaos so they can blame Trump for all their problems they cause themselves. But again, Trump's in on it. It's, you know, he's playing his part. They're playing their part. But yes, they will blame it on him. Absolutely. 
Every city in America collapses into chaos inside of 96 hours if the trucks stop rolling. Grocery stores, for example, only stock enough food for about two to three days of normal grocery shopping. Once the deliveries cease, the sudden increase in purchasing from the locals will wipe out the grocery store shelves in 24 hours. If you want the George Flo if you thought the George Floyd riots were bad, that was just a tiny taste of what you'll see once deliveries of food, fuel, medicine, and consumer goods are halted. It also begs the question, who would be crazy enough to even drive the trucks full of goods into left-wing cities who have collapsed into chaos and warlord autonomous zones where police are banned? Well, nobody, of course. Perhaps the city council members who voted to abolish the police can try to find an available rig and deliver a few truckloads of products for themselves, but it won't be enough. Cities need to be need a steady supply of large volumes of trucks to restock the shelves at grocery stores and big box stores like Home Depot and Lowe's. Imagine the total panic when cities like Los Angeles run out of toilet paper and frozen burritos. <laughs> and now with Walmart donating 100 million to the left-wing terrorism these left-wing terrorism linked groups oh yeah walmart's doing their bit for satan and donating 100 million to them i'm assuming a teeth of black lives matter the george soros type groups so yeah you know definitely shop at walmart because your, your money is going to good stuff there i've warned you for years not to do it i'm not coming down on my listeners i'm just saying i have said that it seems that even corporate America is so stupid that they will empower the very terrorists who are going to destroy the cities and gut their own retail stores, which will be mercilessly looted. Beyond, beyond your new um, <clears throat> liberal utopia depicted in this video as looters ransack the local Target store, this is what's coming to every city in America that's run by local, by the terror-supporting Democrats. Now, if you want to see these videos, I'll give you a link here. Okay, you can go see them. But I, obviously, I can't. I'm not going to play them because you can't see them. And here's a scene from the Oakland riots from a few years ago when looters ransacked a truck and set fire to buses. This is just a small taste of what to, what's to come across America's Democratic-run cities. This underscores the critical urgency of getting out of cities while you still can. By destroying the rule of law, Democrats are making their cities unsafe for the execution of base, basic functions, such as commercial deliveries upon which the citizens rely for basic survival. A city without police protection run by left-wing warlords and Black Lives Matter terrorist gangs is a city that cannot function. Yet this is exactly what the Democrats are doing quite deliberately, including mayor, the mayor of Seattle and the governor of Washington, both of whom are actively supporting rogue left-wing terrorist cells that have already seized six city blocks of downtown Seattle. The critical takeaway is that every person living in a U.S. city well, a large, particularly a large U.S. city, needs to double down on their efforts to bug out from those cities as quickly as possible. This is not a temporary weekend getaway. It needs to be a permanent relocation out of the cities and into low-density rural areas. And I hate to say it, but it's, it's true. I mean, unless God provides another way or unless God tells you to stay, maybe you have no choice. I'm not saying God can't protect you, but <laughs> this is where we're at. This is what I've been warning about since I've been in ministry, that we, we're going to come to this day when, you know, this is the reality. Uh, the cities are rapidly collapsing into a level of lawlessness that will soon lead to collapse of food supplies. And once that happens, everything descends into chaos and gang warfare. The police will be unable to protect you, and they won't anyway because they're going to be told to stand down. Democrat city leaders 
if you can call them that, have already proven that they will side with left-wing terrorists rather than protect their own citizens. Uh, even though Americans who live in cities are paying sky-high property taxes that are supposed to provide services such as 911, police response, the police are now being defunded and abolished. Some sections of the city, such as Seattle, are being completely surrendered to terrorist groups, which openly advocate for the killing of police and executions of white people. Thus, even if you are paying the city property taxes, you aren't getting city services. Instead, your cities are being handed over to terrorists with the names of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, both of which are radical terrorist organizations. Only rural America will fight back and shoot back against the left-wing terrorist groups. Most likely that's the case. Since you can't rely on the clueless Democrats to assert the rule of law, your only play at this point is to get out of the cities. Now, remember, this is coming from an unsafe standpoint. I'm You do as God directs you. This is Mike Adams' take on it, okay? Uh, going forward here, get out of the cities, create distance between yourself and the hordes of starving looters who will soon be attempting to scour the countryside looking for food and shelter. Once the Black Lives Matter terrorists exit the cities and leave the protections of the corrupt Democratic mayors, they will enter rural countries and they will be met with overwhelming kinetic response from armed rural citizens and sheriff departments. The Black Lives Matter terrorist groups can't survive in rural America because rural America will shoot back and hold their ground unlike left-wing city dwellers who have been disarmed and transformed into weak-willed, white, guilt jellyfish who bow down and lick the boots of black extremist terrorist groups like Black Lives Matter. If you wish to survive the collapse of the cities, uh, something I've been warning about for many years, your window of opportunity is to get, to get out is rapidly collapsing. He goes on to talk about these other reports that he made in 2017, 2015, where he's been warning about this. I'm the same way, pretty much. Uh, uh, and so, anyway. And then I give you my, my teachings on biblical resistance to tyranny. Uh, I give you the, the link to that. Just key in biblical resistance at continuingfortruth.com are the links here okay so continuing on uh this is bikers for trump to take out antifa commie autonomous zone bikers for trump a huge group of motorcyclists is heading to seattle washington to take out the antifa communists who seized six blocks from seattle kings county washington state and from the united states the bikers will i guess they're sending in right july 4th that's <laughs> gonna be you know, that's, that's quite a few. That's like, you know, 20 days from now. I, I don't... I guess, you know, to coincide with the 4th of July, but to me it's too little too late. But on... And again, is our is our own government even going to permit this to happen? These, these, these devils are being protected by design on purpose. Are they even going... Are, are they going to have roadblocks going into the city? They know these guys are coming. Is it even going to happen? You know, they're giving them 20 days notice. Come on. You know, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm very skeptical of this. On that date, since local, county, and state authorities have utterly failed to reestablish the rule of law in the so-called Capital Autonomous Zone, or CHAZ, Antifa will be dealt with by regular average citizens. Um, we'll see. We'll see. That's They're saying that um, members of both Hells Angels and Oath Keepers though not any official chapter yet of joining the event to ride with members of bikers for Trump to liberate the Antifa. And Hell's Angels are, are 
evil. I mean, this is a one percenter biker club. I mean, they're pure evil. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm opposed to what they're talking about doing, though, at the same time. It's just that you're going to be yoking up with, from what I've seen, Hell's Angels, Mongols, the Vagos. We're talking true one percenter criminal enterprise biker gangs. So, I mean, you know, that's... We'll see. We'll see how it works out. I, I don't know. Um, they have joined... Oath Keepers has joined up with them to ride with members for Bikers for Trump to liberate the Antifa Autonomous Zone in Seattle. Now, Trump's not going to do anything, but, you know, Trump has nothing to do with any of this. Members of multiple chapters have signed up on the event page. I give you a link to the event page. Uh, Americans... American patriots from around the country vowed to ride and drive and run into Seattle from across the nation and liberate the city's capital autonomous zone from Antifa radicals who have blockaded themselves in the district. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Hope they do it, you know, but without, hopefully, a bloodbath. But like I said, I you know, I, it's just... I'm skeptical. I, I'm skeptical at this point uh, uh, but I wanted to make you aware of that I wanted to at least make you aware of what they're they're saying they're planning here's another one that just broke today letter from Las Vegas Antifa coming to the suburbs arm up and be ready the following is a letter supplied by a private homeowner in the suburb of Las Vegas it speaks for itself those of you who live in the suburbs are urged to read it trouble is coming bad trouble arm yourselves and be ready for a fight um this starts out by saying, okay, I was not going to post this as I'm sick of the lies on social media, but all of you need to hear what happened here last night. At about 4 p.m., we started getting notices that our outside shopping district, downtown Summerlin, was suddenly closed and evacuated. About an hour later, we saw online postings shared throughout the community that said, the, the hell with downtown Las Vegas, let's go to, to Summerlin and loot and let's go to the local neighborhoods and destroy them. Because, you know, that's going to make everything just better. And that's going to, you know, bring George Floyd back. And obviously that's why they're doing it because, you know, they're so disenfranchised. So they can go be savages and do whatever they want. About 400 heavily armed police, and I mean white or black doing this, whoever's, you know. In this case, it appears mostly they were white punks. Uh, About 400 heavily armed police showed up and blocked the downtown Summerlin district and started covering the surrounding streets where we live. We saw postings online that specifically called out neighborhoods for attack. Residents were terrified. We've all seen what's happening on TV, etc. As a neighborhood, we took action. We organized and set up a watch in the main street from downtown into our three neighborhoods. Which is good. I mean, this is all excellent. Yes, we were armed and heavily armed, but we kept our weapons in our cars. A police officer came by and asked if we were locals. We said yes. She asked if we were protecting the neighborhood. We said yes. She asked if we were armed. We said heavily, and she asked open carry, and we said yes. She then proceeded to tell us what to do. She said we were targets of the Antifa, and they were going to try and enter the neighborhood and burn as many cars as possible and damage and loot as many homes as they could. Again, because that's going to make America great again. That's going to make everything so much better. Um, it just shows how demon-possessed these slime bags are. And I understand they're on George Soros' payroll. I, I get that. But they're going along with this garbage, and they're just as guilty as he is as far as I'm concerned. You know, nobody's holding the gun to their head to make them do this garbage. She asked us to tell everyone to get cars off the streets and take in anything that could be used as a weapon against a home, like potted plants or planters. Now, I'm telling you this right now. That may be a good advice for you if you have a house. 
and you're suspecting any rioting or looting in your area. Get things like bricks from around your house, potted plants, anything they could use to throw into your windows or to use as a weapon against you. Get that out of your outside perimeter. Put it in your garage. Do something to mitigate any of these things or make it as least amount as possible. Okay, so that's that, that's a really important tip that I just gave that I don't want you to forget. It, particularly if you're even getting any hint that the rioting may come to your area. Potted plants, bricks, if you have a lot of... Um, I, I understand some of this may not be that easy. Uh, you know uncut firewood stuff like that i mean it can all be used as projectiles to go through your now granted i'm not saying that you know god can't protect you i'm not saying that i'm just saying from a practicality standpoint it might be something you want to think about because these are crimes of opportunity these devils roll into an area and they sometimes you know maybe they'll have their own stuff but sometimes it's crimes of opportunity where they can just pick up stuff and throw it into your your car windows or um, into your house and th this type of stuff. She told me they they found huge piles of bricks all around downtown that the government's putting out there. Now I'm not saying the police are directly responsible. Some of the police departments are, but they're doing it on purpose by design. And our neighborhood uh, down bricks all around downtown in our neighborhood, as well as they arrested someone setting up a food and water camp in the desert nearby. So. It's where they're feeding these devils and giving them water. She said the road was heavily covered by sheriff's department, but we saw, but if we saw a mob coming to us, that meant something bad happened and do not let them into the neighborhood. She was serious. She also said they may, may try to flank us and come around the back, so we should keep our eyes open. As, isn't it great that they have to make these announcements in America? <laughs> it's just Things just keep getting better and better. As we waited and watched, we noticed the typical Antifa punks in their outfits and helmets one kept driving by in a car another was on a skateboard another was on a bike we had another walking there um walking through the neighborhoods and we had lookouts in all three uh evidently all three neighborhoods 704 homes banded together to protect our families and properties yeah amen god bless you wonderful all of it's biblical you know because what they're what you're trying to do is prevent evil from happening, which is a very extremely biblical concept. You do God no favors by letting devils like this come in and ransack and, and loot your neighborhood and burn everything to the ground and rape your, your wives and your daughters. You're not doing anything biblical by taking that stance as a pacifist Christian. Okay? Um we finally decided after bike boy and walking guy made five passes to show them what we got at that point we took our weapons and held them down strapped them to our shoulders we got their attention for sure with that within a few minutes they disappeared of course because they're cowards and they're only going to go to the points of least resistance those 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 devils in downtown seattle are cowards the only reason they bowed up to the cops is because they knew there was going to be no repercussions because they were under strict orders for there to be no repercussions. I mean, we're dealing with the scum of the earth here. At this point, I got to notice that one of these peaceful protesters was filling up eight pallets of glass bottles at a local Chevron station with gasoline. You know what that means, guys? Those are Molotov cocktails. Now it's time for you just forfeited your right to live. 
because you're going to come in and firebomb my house, my family, my neighborhood, my vehicles. No, no, no. You just forfeited your right to live because that's murder. They're trying to burn you alive. But that's what they were doing. Okay? Um, so they, these peaceful protesters, they were filled out of eight pallets of glass water bottles at a Chevron station with gas up, up the street. People realized he was making a lot of Molotov cocktails and confronted him and he took off. Uh, like the cowards they are. Soon after our show of force, the protesters went to Main Street and got picked up and left a few... Uh, and left except a few who went to nearby neighborhood and attempted some home break-ins and were caught so when i see idiots on social media saying that these are peaceful protesters i say how dare you your ignorant blind stupid hatred is disgusting never in my life did i think i would have to take up arms to defend my own home and my family now remember this isn't a this isn't a nice suburb in las vegas this is going on okay um these were not right-wing militias or any other or any other or any of them sorry they didn't write this very good or any other crap you always blame these were hardcore anti-american socialists intent on causing as much damage as possible this is not tv or social media i was there i am angry and getting angrier by the day the majority of what we saw was was 20 something white spoiled punks with california plates on their cars so um, how dare you socialist Antifa pieces of you know what attempt to come into my neighborhood and threaten extreme violence I can tell you if they had gotten and started destroying things not one of them would have made it out we had about 20 homeowners who wanted to be with us but feared accidental violence and said if we need we will call you will if we need you we will call every one of these Antifa thugs we saw were all dressed the same they all had backpacks and we knew that they had bricks in the backpacks or god knows what else it could be any kind of projectile you know they could probably put molotov cocktails in their backpacks obviously in one split second one of us could have been hit with one of those bricks and it would kill you the only reason it did not happen is they knew they would be shot See, you have to confront evil with overwhelming force in order to get their attention, is the point here. Um, I am disgusted by those on social media saying that these are peaceful protesters being harassed by the police. Grow the blank up and stop the BS. One Molotov cocktail would, take, would potentially take out multiple homes in Vegas. In this heat, in this place, everything's a tinderbox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Molotov cocktails, you gotta think, that's... I mean you're you're playing for keeps there you're playing for okay we're gonna burn you alive and your family it's it's one thing to fire even guns into a building knowing that you know potentially you're you're you know you might kill one or two people maybe maybe Molotov cocktail is a whole other animal if you ask me um our neighborhood is on the far west side of town a mile from open desert we have nothing to do with anything that's going on all these postings online where we're kill the rich let's burn their homes just because they can that's all there's no reason just because you know george soros may be paying them obviously but they just want to bring this country into anarchy share this with anyone 
uh, people need to know the truth of who and what these people are. This is Antifa. We have their postings. We saw it for ourselves. They were coming for us, and we would have shot every last one of them to protect our families. We got lucky, but it will happen in some city soon um, unless people fight back. Start talking with your neighbors now. Don't wait until these communist thugs are already on their way. Make plans and prepare. Douglas Kraft, that was his name. Uh, here, and just so you have it, um, and I know I mentioned this before, but here's the two teachings from Pastor Weaver, um, brilliant pastor, on the biblical doctrine of self-defense. I give you the links here. And then another sermon called Know When to Draw Your, draw your Sword. A biblical man needs to know when to draw a sword to protect his family, his possessions, and himself. I'm going to give you the link to that. And then I give you my End Time Preparedness Prepper Mega Study Part 2 from 2012 and this is how far back i go on this subject and it's the part two is entitled when the music stops how cities how american cities may explode in violence and i was talking about this all the way back then and before and then also biblical resistance to tyranny and then another one a bible believer responds to john piper's call for christians to not be armed okay so that's all given to you here in the PDF for this date for uh, June 15, 2020. Next report. As U.S. cities crumble, demand for rural and suburban properties is soaring. Uh, have the events of 2020 caused you to consider to move somewhere else? If so, you're definitely not alone. The COVID-19 hoax pandemic, a historic economic downturn, and extremely violent riots in major cities all across America are fueling a sudden surge of interest in rural and suburban properties. And who could blame anyone? This represents a major shift because prior to 2020, we had a tremendous boom in real estate prices in large cities, such as New York, San Francisco, and Seattle. Now a lot of those buyers have become very motivated sellers. Oh, I bet. But there just isn't a lot of demand for tremendously overpriced homes in core urban areas that are currently being torn to pieces by rioters. Yeah, pretty much. Meanwhile, the prices for rural and suburban homes are being pushed up as an increasing number of Americans seek to get away from major cities. At first, it was the coronavirus pandemic that was the primary reason. Uh, according to Redfin, Redfin, I guess some realtor thing, uh, page views for homes in rural communities and small towns were way, way up in March. Uh, Redfin highlights this trend showing that by late March the 7 day average change in page views of homes in rural and small towns was up 115% and 88% respectively of course now the worst civil unrest in decades has been added to the equation and this has caused even more city dwellers to consider a change in residence in fact, one poll found the approximately 40% of all city dwellers are considering leaving. Yeah. But again, it's probably going to be too little too late because number one, you got to find a place. Number two, you got to have the money to do it. The means. And that's not going to, everybody's not going to have that as an option. Now let's, okay, let's go to this then. We have now confirmed that the Obama Foundation was tweeting about George Floyd on May 17th, which is more than a week before the day Floyd was reportedly killed by the police in an act of violence that sparked the worldwide riots we're all witnessing. So all of this is a totally contrived hoax. Okay? He may be dead. There's, there's speculation he may not be dead. He may, he may be dead, for real. And I mean... 
to me that would help their narrative if he actually was but there's all kind of crazy videos now about him not being dipped you know but they got the desired effect okay and here we have the obama foundation tweeting about george floyd more than a week before he was even killed more than a week before he was even known or even supposedly on the radar george floyd was killed on may 25th so what was the obama foundation doing tweeting about floyd on may 17th when nobody even knew who he was and again we have all these riots now and in a t in, in, a, in a war zone or a, or a autonomous zone in seattle all because of george floyd the career criminal career drug addict career you know porn star or whatever the answer of course is the whole thing was planned in advance just like 9 11 when the media was reporting that uh world trade center 7 building had collapsed even while it was still standing in the frame directly behind them as they were reporting on it it looks like the obama foundation got its wires crossed and accidentally started tweeting about george floyd a week in advance Oh, maybe it was the whole Kabbalistic thing of them having to warn you about what they're going to do in advance, you know. Update. Some people are saying Twitter retroactively alters images from history of your timeline when the source URL changes its image. However, what investigators have confirmed is that the Twitter URL validator that was used by the Obama Foundation to validate the image on May 17th in advance of releasing it publicly. Um, thus, the image was validated more than a week before Floyd's claimed death. This combined with new video analysis claims George Floyd's death was fake by was fake using crisis actors. All of this raises serious questions about the authenticity of this event, which appears to have been planned and carried out for political purposes right in time for the 2020 election. The Obama Foundation Twitter picture is only a tiny fragment of the larger picture that is now emerging of the pre-planned false flag event. Once the first tweet accidentally went out, they couldn't they couldn't delete it. It was they couldn't delete it without raising suspicion about it so they just left it up and they were relying on big tech censorship to make sure nobody learns the truth that this was all planned in advance and rigged as a part of public theater um we've already documented the fact that that actors are now posing as cops as part of the rioting psyop which is which is a psychological operation that's what psyop stands for that's being used to brainwash more people into supporting the communist uprising. YouTube is now banning all videos that discuss Obama Foundation tweet about George Floyd on May 17th, and Facebook has made sure that no one can share any link from naturalnews.com as further suppression of truthful independent reporting. Watch these two videos to confirm the news for yourself, and I'll give you the link to that. Now, in, in a related thing, um that one website the uh which puts out just these gigantic unbelievable reports state state of the nation.co their last three reports i'll just i'll read you the titles i can't get into them because they're so gigantic but i give you the links here COVID 19 race riots vaccines 5g chemtrails and dues which are the directed energy weapons how are these deadly assaults against the american people even happening uh, then another one, proof positive. These fake race riots were pre-planned right down to the memes and mottos. Another one, George Floyd PSYOP, a carefully planned and staged public execution to trigger a race war. Yeah. There's no truth or, or, or validity behind any of this stuff. 
Next report, Mayor Fry seeks federal state aid for Minneapolis looting and riot damage. With at least 55 million in estimated damages and far more to come. Many, and this is all over the George Floyd thing. Minneapolis will need state and federal aid as it attempts to rebuild hundreds of structures after the riots following George Floyd's death. <laughs> Mayor Jacob Fry said city officials are still putting together a, a complete tally of the destruction and caution that the estimates are likely to rise significantly. So 55 minutes probably going to go into the who knows range. Governor Tim Waltz and members of the Minnesota congressional delegation are trying to get government assistance to offset the cost that they let happen by design on purpose because they could have stopped it. And then another report related that, a look at the more than 1,500 buildings damaged in the Twin Cities after the riots looting in Minneapolis. All over the career criminal, drug addict, porn star, George Floyd. Yeah. Minneapolis City Council unanimously approves pledge to abolish the police department. Because we got to, obviously, that's the only solution that'll make change anything. Minneapolis City Council on Friday unanimously approved a pledge to seek the replacement of its police department with a so-called community-led safety system amid a pressure campaign spearheaded by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the far-left Democrats to defund law enforcement in the wake of protests and riots over the George Floyd's death. Because that's what we need. We don't need any police department at all. I'm sure that it will. It won't degenerate into a third-world hellhole if they do that. Just like Seattle's happened. No, I'm, that wouldn't happen in a million years. That's exactly what's going to happen. And that's what good old Satan wants. That's what George Soros wants. That's what the, all the high-level politicians want. They want to get this new world order on the road. They want to get the, those United Nations troops on our streets, baby. And the sooner we, we go into anarchy, the sooner that can happen. The murder of George Floyd on May 25, 2020 by Minneapolis police officers is a tragedy that shows that no amount of reforms will prevent lethal violence and abuse by some members of the police department against members of our community, especially black people and people of color. The five city council members wrote in a resolution. The vote follows a veto-proof majority of council members voting to disband the department. That's going to work out great. I mean, that's absolutely 100% the solution that Satan would want. And then we have this, surrender. Nancy Pelosi and other Democrat lawmakers take a knee on Capitol Hill to show the solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Uh, House Speaker uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer were joined by two dozen lawmakers slash Luciferians in Congress the Emancipation Hall, oh, how appropriate, named in honor of the slaves who helped erect the U.S. Capitol in the 18th century. They knelt for 8 minutes and 46 seconds to mark the length of time a white police officer pinned his knee on the innocent, puritanical, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, Little Bo Peep, career criminal, porn star, and drug addict, 46-year-old George Floyd whose death in Minneapolis May 25th unleashed mass protests against racial injustice. The clueless Democrat senators were wearing Kenty garb for CNN's cameras and were actually wearing symbols of an African tribe that sold its own members into slavery. Because remember what I told you about before? They, they always want to blame the, the, the 
the um, white southern landowners, less than 2% of which owned slaves in the Civil War era. I want to just blame it all on them. But the, their own black races sold them to those slaveholders. It was a group effort. Okay? But this this Kenty garb, the, this these striped scarves they're wearing that's like this African symbol... Kente is an indigenous Guyanan textile made of interwoven claw strips of silk and cotton. This, the, the symbols of this Kente are of an African tribe that actually sold its own members into slavery. Now, here's a link if you want to explore all of that um, about that. There's a link there. You can learn more about that, the history of that. Okay, so going further, they were in truth honoring African slavery not american freedom this is likely not an accident democratic lawmakers absolutely feel like they own blacks in america as was obvious when joe biden said to the black radio host you ain't black if you don't vote for me the real slave masters in america are democratic elitists who deliberately trap black americans into a cycle of poverty in order to exploit their votes via votes via victimization playing the victimization card there is movement across the country right now that is seeking to bring America literally to her knees, a movement that's the movement by the radical left in this country and it gains power and speed with each passing day. Even Piers Morgan in the UK has demanded that President Trump surrender on live television and take a knee in solidarity with Black Lives Matter radicals. This is how insane things have gotten with no signs of abating anytime soon. Now it's Nancy Pelosi leading the surrender. Of course, the age-old rule is that you can never satisfy your tormentors because, as George Orwell so beautifully wrote in the, his dystopian novel of the future, our time, um, future, our time that future of our time, I guess, that the object of torture is torture, and that the object of power is power. The more ground you see to the devil, the more they take, unless until you have nothing left to take. This is what I've been saying this whole broadcast. Black Lives Matter was never about ending racism in America. If anything, it's going to just make it 10 times, 100 times worse. They're the biggest racists there are. Antifa, Black Lives, all these devil liberals. They're the biggest racists they are. It has always been about making white people the slaves. Amazingly deluded and deceived white people are only all too willing now to bow their knee to their new oppressors. And where do we get proof of this? Well, here's some here's some reports. Um, well, th this first report is the new untouchables. Rioters and looters never required to abide by laws, um, which is true. They're the new untouchables. Homes um, homes displaying American flag now are are being targeted by arsonists. So if you have an American flag or any kind of patriotic flag. Don't tread on me, American, uh, oh, God forbid, a rebel flag, a, a Confederate flag, oh, man. Um, you, you, there's a very high likelihood you may be targeted by arsonists, these um, Molotov cocktails um, and other types of things. Now, an another report says, taking knee is not enough. Video shows a Massachusetts police chief lying face down at the urging of Black Lives Matter protesters. I, I, I'm not even going to get into any of this. It's so sickening and nauseating. I'm just going to give you the links if you want to click on them, if you can stomach it. And then another one, white police officers and community members wash the feet of black faith leaders 
in North Carolina over the death of drug addict, porn star, career criminal George Floyd to express humility and love. Isn't that wonderful? And then another one busted actors caught posing as cops in the George Floyd riding PSYOP. And then George Floyd's family is now asking the United Nations to help disarm police in the United States. Oh, you knew that was coming. All by design on purpose. So George Floyd's heartbroken family is, is now going to the UN for direct help. Let's let's listen to this one. This is very brief. How many unarmed black Americans are actually killed by police every year? So let's just I'm gonna play this for you. All right, y'all. So my main goal today was to come out here and So this is um one of Alex Jones's reporters. Um and she went out to one of these BLM black lives matter rallies in austin it was asking them how how many black men do you think are actually killed by police every year on the streets of america not one of them of the i don't know how many people she interviewed not one of them had a stinking clue none did none but this is supposedly why we're having all these riots they don't have any other facts at all if they had any other facts straight, they would realize far more white guys actually get killed by the police. Um, the the police are so, I, I think, are so afraid to even think about pointing a gun at a black guy, for the most part. You are, you've seen a, most likely, a dramatic drop in the number of black men killed on the streets. Because the cops realize it, it's probably their career if they do kill a black man, even if he's in the process of committing a heinous crime, it's not going to matter. If he's black, and especially if you're white, and you shoot him, and he dies, or whatever, you're done. It doesn't matter. It, he could have been mass murdering, you know, 49 white people. Doesn't matter. He gets a free pass because he's black. If anyone really knew the number of unarmed black men who are killed every single year by police, because like I said in my intro, that's been a big point of contention. A lot of people in America think that black men and women are hunted every single day by the police. Now, I wanted to look into these statistics myself, and this story came out by the Wall Street Journal. Now, they're using statistics from the Washington Post. They said the police fatally shot nine unarmed black men in all of 2019 down from 38 and 32 respectively in 2015. So, I'm just gonna read this. Nine in 2019, nine unarmed black men that probably all had it coming, okay? Um, this is down from 38 and 32 respectively um, from um, in 2015. So, the amount of black men actually being killed by cops is has dropped unbelievably percentage wise 400 percent or whatever this is for the whole country and this is the wall street journal this isn't in the washington post these aren't exactly you know conservative so it's not like they've got some kind of conservative supposed axe to grind for the most part these are liberal publications admitting to this um, and, the, and then it says, assuming a comparable number of victims last year, those nine unarmed black victims of the police shootings represent 0.1% of all African Americans killed in all of 2019. 
0.1%. This is what we're having all these riots in America over. And yet they, they commit the vast majority of the crimes. That's fine though. They're black. They could do whatever they want. Okay. Um, by contrast, a police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a police officer. So don't you think the police officers would, would probably be on guard knowing that they're 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black male than the other way around, than a black male is to be killed by a police officer? Don't you think they would be a little bit more on guard knowing that statistic in the back of their head? Oh, but they can't do anything about it, though, whether they're black or white. Can't do anything about it, especially if you're white, though. Teen, it goes on to say that a police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a police officer. Now, I wanted to come forward and bring this statistic today to protesters because I'm sure that not many of them have even heard about this or, again, even... Not many of them would care. She, she tried to bring the statistic up, but they didn't care. They were, oh, well, you know, those statistics are bad. And, oh, obviously. Well, you know everything, obviously. You can look at all the other statistics from the FBI that I've cited before as well, which showed this unbelievably disproportionate crime rate of black-on-white crime that's not even... 40 times the assault rates as vice versa that I've got into in, in recent time. I've got a, over a 50-page document on this. The black, It's called Black Crime in, in the Media Silence. Can't talk about it. Nope, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't apply to the satanic narrative. We need to instill white guilt. And if these statistics became commonly known, there would be no white guilt. It would be the opposite way around. There would be a lot of rage from whites no 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 we can't have that narrative out there and this is why in this ministry i attempt to always put out the truth no matter how bad it hurts or, or how po unbelievably politically correct it may be and if i lose listeners over that i lose listeners again am i therefore become your enemy because i tell you the truth which is what the book of galatians says no the statistic but even when I brought this statistic to them, they said that it wasn't a good statistic, that yeah. they don't believe that it's true, yeah. and that it could they know everything. have been manipulated in one way or another. So again, folks, this is another example of how even when you give someone a true statistic to their face, they still won't believe it because it doesn't fit their narrative. Exactly. This has been Savannah Hernandez for Action 7 News. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, okay, so we have that. And then we have this, and it just keeps getting better and better. Far left Laodicean magazine, Christianity Today. It's far left. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? A left, a far left leaning Christian magazine. Okay. Demands that American Christian churches pay reparations to blacks for the slavery that took place in the 1800s. Yeah, you, you, you're hearing that right. Christianity Today says it's time for white evangelicals to confess that we have not taken the sin of racism with the gravity and seriousness it deserves. So you understand why I'm so hard on the 501c3 movement? Because they're nothing more at this point than, for the most part, a mouthpiece of Satan. They're literally doing Satan's bidding. And a lot of the times they're doing Satan's bidding by doing nothing. They're not fighting evil. They're not exposing evil. 
They're laying down. They're capitulating to every little government edict or mandate because the government gave them their right to exist. So it shouldn't come as any surprise that they're doing that. Now, again, I'm not saying every single 501c3. I know there's exceptions, but they better get off that train because it's all going down the same track and that's the one world religion under antichrist and false prophet. Um, The deep grief and anger over the death of George Floyd is about more than police brutality. It's about a society and culture that allowed for the abuse and the oppression of African Americans over and over again. We have been part of that society and culture So evidently, we're all collectively to blame. And sometimes we have been the last to join the fight for racial justice. Christianity today is calling on churches to lead the way in biblical restitution for racial sin, claiming that repentance is not enough. Champions of the far-left Laodicean magazine, Christian Today, that was started by Billy Graham on 33rd Degree Freemason and Luciferian, has and if you don't believe that, just key in Billy Graham on the keyword search page at contendingfortruth.com. We'll we'll give you all the info you need on that. Has decided to throw their hat into the ring surrounding the discussion on racial tensions and domestic terror organization. Black Lives Matter. Their solution: American Christian churches need to pay reparations or financial compensation to the descendants of all black slaves from the 18th and 19th centuries. When all else fails pay the people off reparations is a scheme to extract money from people who were never slave owners and give it to people who were never slaves that's what it's really about and it's 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 about us it's about the white races just bathing in white guilt constantly for all of our wickedness toward the black races you know Reparations are not a bad idea for a generation who has been victimized, that exact generation. But when you get decades and centuries down the road, reparations are virtually impossible to rightly calculate. But that's not the only problem with reparations. Many blacks now living in the United States are not descended from U.S. slaves and as such would receive nothing. And again, 2% of the, of the um, South were slave owners. And that's only a small fraction of the country. What about all the other whites that had nothing to do with any of it? Oh, no, they got to pay reparations too because we're all collectively to blame, obviously. Um, Many blacks now living in the United States are not descended from U.S. slaves. Uh, Imagine the outbursts of rage and riots from the people who, in their mind, deserve compensation because they're black and they receive no reparations. And then they have to watch as friends and neighbors do. Then the ones who receive compensation will immediately say it's not enough, no matter how much it is, to compensate for incalculable pain and suffering. It was just a money grab given to angry black people in the hopes of stopping the riots. Ugh, this is such stinking satanic insanity this is a nonsensical idea at its best also no living no black person living in america today was ever a slave and no white person ever owned slaves i mean unless you were a black person that was a slave in africa and you got brought over here or something i mean you know and no white person in america ever owned slaves and the bible says that the that the, the 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 son will not bear the guilt of his father well, how much so if you're five or six generations removed? The history is centuries old, but according to the radical left, people living today are guilty for the sins of their ancestors. But only white people qualify for that guilt, not black people like Camilla Harris, whose ancestors actually did own slaves. But according to the radical left, having dark skin pigmentation releases you from the sins of your forefathers, but not if you're white. 
Thus, black skin has magical powers, i.e. black privilege. Okay. As Paul Craig Roberts reveals in this important interview, universities have institutionalized racism and bigotry against the whites by teaching anti-white hate in black studies courses. When leftists claim that they believe in tolerance and oppose hate, they are lying to themselves. They actually teach hate and despise tolerance, as it's obvious in the way they so aggressively seek to destroy any person whom they disagree. And most people in America have no idea that George Floyd was a longtime drug addict and porn star, a violent felon, and a career criminal with record of violence against pregnant women. The media covers th that up and presents Floyd as this heroic, almost godlike figure. But as Candace Owens points out in the, in the audio I played last week, only black culture celebrates its most vile thugs and low-life criminals. And again, this is not an indictment against my nice black listeners, nice Christians that are blacks. I'm talking about the others that are going along with this narrative. I'm talking to the whites that are going along with this narrative. The attacks on those who state the higher truth that all lives matter. Oh, you can't say that. That is the most bigoted, racist, evil thing you could ever say. All lives certainly do not matter. Only black lives matter. Especially all the black babies that are aborted every single year. Over 50% of them before they even make it out of their mother's womb, according to their, their, own, their own statistics out there. Highest murder rate of any, of any demographic there is, the black mothers to their own children. The most dangerous place you can be as a, as a, a, a black person is in your mother's womb because there's greater than a 50% chance you will not make it out of your mother's womb. Now, I'm not saying white people don't have abortions and, and Hispanics, but it's not at that rate. But see, black lives matter, but not the babies. And not all the other black-on-black -black crime. None of that matters either. Not all the black-on-black -black killings, which is by far, they murder each other at a higher rate than any other demographic. Whites hardly ever murder blacks. In fact, blacks, blacks assault whites at a 40 to 1 ratio than the other way around. But that, see, that's, that's fine. That's fine. It's just got to fit the narrative. And the only thing that fits the narrative is when a white cop kills a black unarmed a thug on the street and is typically some thug whacked out of his mind like he was in atlanta that's the only thing that matters because that's the only thing that fits the narrative so let me read this last line again the attacks on those who state the, the higher truth that all lives matter reveals the utter bigotry hatred and anti-white racism of the progressive left which is now working overtime to teach white children that they are born in sin because of the color of their skin. Because see, that's not racism at all, no. You can't have a society rooted in equality when everyone is being taught that white children are guilty the moment they're born. Speaking of births, nearly all the leftists who claim Black Lives Matter are abortion advocates. And abortion centers are largely focused on black communities across America, where they can kill as many blacks as possible. But that's fine, because they're innocent, helpless babies. Where millions of pre-born black human beings have been systematically murdered, sometimes for profit, i.e. organ harvesting and body parts trade. Recently, Planned Parenthood tweeted about its support for black lives. But not a single Democrat spoke out about this absurd hypocrisy. Because they're killing more blacks than anybody, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. It's all good. Those who say black lives matter is progressive while 
claiming that anyone who says all lives matter is racist are themselves a racist bigot the only reason black lives matter is because blacks are humans and human lives matter all humans black white asian latino etc even the lives of cops matter too Yet the entire Black Lives Matter movement is inherently racist and bigoted in claiming that only Black Lives Matter, but no one else. In fact, Black Lives Matter openly supports the abortion of black babies, which means that even inside BLM, the lives of unborn babies don't really matter at all. <laughs> of course not. Thus, their entire philosophy crumbles under the weight of just one question. I mean, this is, I, I almost feel like this is beneath me reporting on this. I really do, because it's such asinine lunacy that i'm having to bring to you i i I feel like it's it's beneath your something you even need to hear because it's so insane but nevertheless it's the new normal this is a comment from a listener long long time listener police officer law enforcement officer he said, Dr. J, first of all, thank you for your service to the Lord's people. I am a Leo, a law enforcement officer in Metro. I'm not going to say the city. Just say this. It's one of the cities I've already talked about today. Okay. Because I told him I'd keep him totally anonymous. I've been in law enforcement for over two decades. And it's true. We have been targeted by domestic terrorist scum. An officer in my department has his windows broken out at his home. Two other officers that live on the same street had someone watching their houses. I pray each night that loosed holy angels protect all of our homes, including yours and your listeners. Oh, God bless them. <laughs> we haven't been disarmed, but it's been discussed by non-Leo personnel. Well, of course. <sighs> Just know there are still many Christian officers that will do the right thing. I am also a black male. Do you know how many emails i've gotten from my black listeners over the years that have agreed with me about what i'm telling you a lot in fact i documented them in that 50 plus page um document i've got on black crime statistics and the media silence i've went over a lot of that uh, over a lot of that doc and bits and pieces over the years uh, anyway, I'm a black male, and I think the BLM is a disgrace to all people. I agree society is trying to make whites look like the enemy. As long as Satan can divide us, it's easier for his minions to conquer us. Thank you again for what you do. Be blessed in Godspeed. Oh, God bless you, brother. <clears throat> God bless you. And, and, we, and we need to be praying for, for him and for the, the good cops that are in the good christian and the good cops that are are there that you know if it be the lord's will they hold the line you know but i can't imagine having to work in this environment like the guy the tulsa police chief said i have nothing but compassion on them now obviously i don't mean that about like the true embedded satanic bad cops that are put there you know, to actually start the stuff, to actually drop off the bricks and those type, and I don't mean them, but that they be exposed and ferreted out. Next report. Federal debt trop- tops $26 trillion for the first time. See, this is a really, really, really big problem. <laughs> those of you receiving government checks every month must prepare to lose those monthly funds 
The debt of the federal government topped $26 trillion for the first time on Tuesday, according to data released today by the Treasury Department. This amount is unsustainable. The government does not have enough funds to pay the interest, never mind pay down the debt. Thank you, Trump. Because it's all occurring under his watch. You know, make America great again. Build that wall. Yeah, right. Yeah, like any of that got done. But just keep keep throwing out your little bones, Trump, and keep placating the masses. The United States government is heading for complete economic collapse. When the collapse takes place, there will be no money to pay any federal program. No Social Security, no Medicare, no food stamps, no Section 8 housing, nothing. Then you're really going to see the fangs come out when people are desperate and hungry. The federal debt had topped $24 trillion for the first time on April 7, 2020. Then a mere 28 days later, it climbed another trillion dollars. Topping 25 trillion for the first time on May 5th. Then, only 25 days later from that, the debt topped the 26 trillion for the first time ever. It's going up at a rate that we've never, ever, ever seen before. It's not sustainable. They're just printing money out of thin air. So that's something very very important to bear in mind because when it when it goes down the money may not be worth anything it's probably not going to be so something to think and pray about okay now we're going to switch gears second wave of covid-19 now we talked about this earlier and i want i've got to bring this point back Second wave of COVID-19 lies coming to America to put the final nail in her coffin. Because the COVID-19 is still part of the plan. The proponents of mandatory vaccines and enhanced surveillance are trying to blackmail the American people by arguing that the lockdown cannot end unless we create a healthcare surveillance state and make vaccination mandatory. The accumulating death toll lies from COVID-19 can be seen in a minute by minute on cable news channels. Again, everywhere I look now, oh, oh in my area, locally, wherever, oh, all these COVID-19 deaths are coming out because we came out of lockdown too early. Oh, it's horrific. They're dropping dead everywhere. We're all going to die. But there's another death toll few seem to care much about. The number of poverty-related deaths being set in motion by deliberately plunging millions of Americans into poverty and despair. And that's just one aspect of it. That COVID-19 fact sheet, which I post later, gets into a lot of the different ones in a bullet point format. American healthcare, as we call it today, and for all, all its high-tech miracles, has evolved into the one, one of the most atrocious rackets the world has ever seen. By racket, I mean an enterprise organized explicitly to make money, money dishonestly. And they're still killing all these COVID patients in the hospital. I wanted to play this one nurse that came out on um, Alex Jones this week i just don't have the time i might try to get it in next week but they're just killing these people in the hospitals and they're coming in they're not COVID 19 she's saying it. they're testing negative they put them on a vent because then they get i think it's a total of fifty three thousand dollars, 13 for the the diagnosis and then another thirty nine thousand if you put them on a vent which kills them by design on purpose but see that's all that matters just this one guy she said it was a 30 five-year-old guy that came in with just respiratory distress no no COVID-19 it was he was negative they put him on a vent and killed him 
what they do. But hey, they got 52 grand. That's all that really matters. And then they got another statistic for their fake death toll. That's what's doing. So I don't trust anything they're saying about these COVID-19 resurgence and all this other garbage. The globalists are behind the, the COVID-19 hoax. It is a man-made bioweapon that vastly underperformed worldwide. That's what I say. It performed great in Wuhan where they had all the parameters perfectly in check. It'll perform great in a nursing home when you got 80-year-olds with one foot on a banana peel and one in the grave that already have all kind of concomitant predisposing things that set them up to die anyway that probably, you know, had... 10 consecutive flu shots and then you put a COVID-19 patient in the next bed, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be enough to kill him. Sure, but it takes a lot. It vastly underperformed and I'll give God the credit for that. But it's not stopping Satan's henchmen from sho shoving this lying narrative down our collective throats on a daily basis. I'm gonna play this. They are determined to force their fiction upon us. I talked about this yesterday. 95% of the deaths from alleged COVID virus in the UK came in elderly care facilities exactly. with older people who had multiple life-threatening conditions. Exactly. End of story. Yep. And they bring the COVID-19 patients and put them in the next bed or on the same ward knowing they're going to get it and then they could claim it oh COVID 19 killed them yeah it's literal premeditated mass murder of our of, of our elderly in the nursing homes yet yeah, we're now seeing the panic button falsely pushed across the country as the race riots calm down and i should say the contrived race riots no they're not calming not down the peaceful anymore. protests <laughs> which were legitimate and deserved <clears throat> but the race riots that were contrived and violent and had nothing to do with police brutality. In fact, it was brutality leveled at the police and local communities. So what happened? What's happened? Well, isn't it convenient? Notice this, COVID virus diminishes, openings up happen across the country, relaxation of restrictions, and boom, Violent, violent riots. Now the riots are calming down, and now we're playing the pendulum game again. If it's not door number one, it's door number two, and now we're back to door number one with false claims of spikes. The whole numbers associated with the virus are fake. You can't trust them. And I'm going to review what I've covered before. My name is Dave. There's a million and one uses, and they're a great Father's Day gift. Check it out in the description box following this broadcast by clicking on the link. Well, okay. Number one, you've heard me say this a million times. Presumptive diagnosis. Looks like COVID virus. The CDC sanctioned that kind of virus, excuse me, that kind of diagnosis. That's not science. That's opinion with a political agenda. Drive the rates up, can increase the restrictions, destroy the economy, blame Trump, regime change, fall into communism. 
Oh, you think that's far-fetched? Please just look at what the Democrats are saying and show me one thing that respects the Constitution. Show me one. There isn't any. Everything the Democrats are doing is about breaking down the rule of law. Let's let the criminals out. Let's stand by as we burn down our cities and Democratic mayors and governors refuse to dispatch the force necessary to stop it and protect the citizens' property interests as well as their lives. So presumptive diagnosis, what a joke. And then, of course, they told us when this all started, this is a million times worse than the flu. And now they throw flu numbers in top of COVID to move to the next phase. What deceit, what nonsense, what just absolute untruthfulness. Number three, no talk of herd immunity. I think this is the first time I've ever heard of something like this happening in the United States, and we never talked about herd immunity. Scientists will tell you. Epidemiologists and doctors will tell you. We need to have a significant number of people contract this virus because it's not going to affect them. Most of them won't even know they have it, and we need to have them contract it so the rest of us can get herd immunity. But we've abandoned that principle of science because it doesn't fit the political agenda. And now we're seeing, oh my gosh, there's a second spike. No, there's a second spike in lying about the numbers. Because if the government wasn't paying money to local governments for positive diagnosis, as well as death from corona, there might not be as much fraud. It incentivizes the fraudulent reporting of numbers. And we have story after story. We have Project Veritas. We have Aaron Olazuski. We have all these reports. Plus, I've talked to doctors afraid to go on the record who've told me the same thing. And then, of course, my favorite story, the 22-week premature fetus born from a dead mother couldn't save it. Odds were too much against it. And the cause of death was not premature. It was COVID virus. Car accidents coming in, dying of COVID virus. Gunshot victims dying of COVID virus. There's a specific targeted group for the millionth time. And anytime they come on TV with their numbers, I just change the channel, delete. I won't listen to it anymore because it's fake, it's fraud, it's lying, it's a political agenda. And yet I see people driving in their cars by themselves on the highway, proudly wearing their masks. What a bunch of morons. I don't mind if people stay home. I understand how they're fearful. I understand how they've bought into the mainstream media lies about this. I don't begrudge them that. If you're not comfortable going out, don't go out. But don't expect the rest of us to throw away our country, our economy, our jobs, our homes, our future, our livelihoods. Don't expect us to throw that away. Stay home. Stop going along with the nonsense. Soon, soon, I'm preparing a report that talks about the six corporations that own 98% of the media and what they have to gain and why they're in business with the deep state, the CIA. I'll just give you one example. The Washington Post. We won't go through their chain of ownership. 
uh, but they are in business with the CIA. Jeff Bezos did a $600 million deal with the CIA three years ago. So you've got Amazon interests controlling the Washington Post. Oh, what could go wrong? That's objectivity, isn't it? And all these major corporations want a rollerball syndrome. I'm going to talk about that in the next broadcast. What is rollerball? America, you better wake up and listen to me. You better come back for the next broadcast because rollerball is here, and I'm going to explain it to you with all their lies, all their deceit, all their control of the media. That's it for the Common Sense Show. Okay, Rollerball was a movie from, like, I think the late 70s where things were controlled totally by corporations. It was, it was, it was basically fascism, you know, where the government and the corporations were one and controlled everything and controlled the entertainment and all, all that. And, um, <clears throat> I, I'm not really doing it justice, but that's the kind of the, the surmising what that, what that show was about. Uh, okay. Just about over on time here. So I'm going to go ahead and end part two and we will go to part three next.